0: Oh, so the, it's gone.
1: No, no, she saved it. Mm.
0: No, I no, mean the, bourbon. the, the bourbon's gone. The whiskey's gone. gone, yeah. The whiskey's well, gone. Yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bur- this I is what it. you
2: call self-control. Here. Look, I don't know about you. <laughs> decorative. Yeah. I don't know
1: about you guys, but every time we have this, I have to go to the ABC store. <laughs> yeah, okay. so There's no...
3: The yeah. <laughs> cupboard was bare. Yeah, that's all caramel water. There's nothing yeah, left yeah, in yeah, it. It's all caramel. presentation. I heard these all tasting the same. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Hey everybody, uh, we are here for episode 3 of the Bourbon Boys, and I'm here with my good friends Derek, hey. Elton, Hola, brother. and Krat. I'm just glad to hear we're good friends. Yeah, I know. Anyway, tonight we're going to be covering uh, three different bourbons. We're going to be talking about Blanton's, uh, Buffalo Trace, and Russell Reserve. So with that, let's get going. Awesome. Nice. Yes, sir. All right, I will give it a whirl and start us off, so... So settle in. We're going back to 1855. Oh, boy. We're going to be here for a while. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be back in a minute. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure will be You bliter. might be able to pick it up. So, no, I mean, I'm not going to go go in depth, but I thought the history of this this place was actually pretty interesting. And much like some of the others that we've talked about um i think the origination and how it's evolved uh through prohibition and and to today is been is pretty interesting um so wild turkey actually kind of started it, it start it didn't truly start in 1855 but um we're talking star- about russell's yes you said wild turkey i did because that's who makes russell's oh, reserve well, there you go oh, okay that's a dot that wasn't connected connection made. okay connecting the dots <laughs> I know I was confused, too, because when I was researching this one, Wild Turkey kept coming up, and I'm like, I've got to be looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. So, so Wild Turkey actually is a distillery that makes Russell's Reserve, and the name Russell's comes from a father-son duo who actually still today works at the distillery. Um, cool. So,
3: From 1850-something? Well, they're not from 1855. Okay. <laughs> I guess the stuff, <laughs> you know, I mean, I a good, it's, have, a good story. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story. I'll have more. It's a good story.
0: Um, but no, back in 1855, there was a gentleman by the name of Austin Nichols, and he actually started a wine spirits bo- wine and spirits store, and he eventually would become the owner of Wild Turkey. So um, in 1869, uh, the Ripey Brothers, I think that's how you call it, or maybe it's rippy I'm not sure, it could be one or the other, so we'll just, I'm sure they're both dead, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um <laughs> The Raby brothers, they actually opened a distillery um, that was actually on the Wild Turkey Hill in Lawrenceville, I think it's Lawrenceville, or maybe just Lawrence, Kentucky. So it actually did start on Wild Turkey Hill. Oh, all right. Um, but the name actually didn't necessarily come from that. The name actually was um, as the company evolved or the distillery evolved. Um, one of the executives, a couple of the executives were actually on a hunting trip and they were hunting. Wild Turkey, and that's where the name actually came from. So, okay, um, whether they piece those together or not, I'm not really sure. Um, Jim Russell. So, getting to the Russells part, actually joined the company in 1954, um, and in 1976, actually the company introduced the first ever bourbon liqueur to the bourbon really? industry. Yeah, so there was a couple kind of interesting points along the whole timeline. So you can see we got to 1976 pretty fast. Um, in 1981, his son, Eddie, actually joined the company, <clears throat> and um, they were actually one of the first um, to produce... Hang on a second.
3: I don't think I've ever heard of bourbon liqueur. We've had the bourbon cream mm-hmm. yeah. and all the other bourbon derivatives, but I don't think yeah. I've seen or heard of a liqueur.
0: They yeah. actually created a product, too, later. Uh, I think it was around the late 90s, where <clears throat> it was a combination of bourbon and honey. Um, okay. And it was like a honey liqueur, but it actually uh, combined those two things together. So in the ni- in the 1991, up to late 1999, they introduced a lot of first into the bourbon industry. So mm-hmm. not just bourbon itself, but like the liqueurs and, mm-hmm. and these honey types of things. So um, in- something
3: had to take the place of Zima.
0: I guess, right. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, um, in 2000, though Jimmy was actually inducted into the Master uh, Distillery or Master Distillery Hall of Fame. So he's actually a master distiller, Cool. Um, and his sons his son fell suit uh, to that actually later in 2015 where he was given the title of Master Distiller uh, within Wild Turkey. So at that time, they were the only father-son duo in the world uh, that were both Master Distillers. So oh, awesome. I just thought the story was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> there's a lot more to it, but that's all we're going to talk about.
2: I bet their Christmas parties were amazing. I bet they're fantastic. <laughs>
0: so um, the bottle is actually, um, it's bottled at 90 proof, which you can see on the bottle. Um, it's a, it's a small batch, uh, and it has a hint of caramel and vanilla in it. So when you actually taste it, it reminds me a little bit of the TX. Mm-hmm. Um, it
3: not is as, not as sweet as the, it's TX, not no, as think.
0: sweet. Um, yeah. I think the TX is a little smoother, but the finish on this is actually pretty smooth. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think I felt a little bit more of an initial bite when on this one than the TX, but mm-hmm. I still thought there was a really good flavor there. Um, The interesting thing about this that was called out, and I don't know if this is the same in in a lot of others, but they actually do not use, um, they use all non-GMO produced grains. So they refuse to put any genetically made grains into their products. So that's something that they actually really call out um, around their product in that they still actually hold the original strain of the yeast um, at their distillery in Kentucky. And they continue to use that in the production of uh, of the bourbon. So, yeah, so I thought that was cool. Pretty typical white oak, white oak American. They do do a number four char on their barrels, which is called the alligator char. Um, and that has to do with (coughs) where the name comes from is actually what the staves actually look like inside the barrel. So they kind of have a glossy rough texture to them like alligator skins. So number four char actually is often referred to as alligator char. So, yeah. Um, that's all what, I got. What's
3: the? Um, do we know what the mix is? Corn to rye.
0: I don't know what the mix is. I tried to find it, okay. and um, that was not revealed on the site. I didn't see it with any of the bourbons that Wild Turkey actually produces. So okay. no, no so
1: recipe card out there.
0: No recipe card. No. 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 Well, let's, so let's, let's give it a shot. Okay. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: How are you taking yours?
0: On the rocks
1: rocks yeah y'all's balls are making lots of noise <laughs>
3: <laughs> dave's a neat guy
1: i am a neat guy
0: and quiet apparently yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> this is really good it, I is, like yeah, it. it, it is, is good, good, good yeah i really like it so yeah.
0: i mean it's interesting because the second taste i've had yep actually is a little smoother than the first but i think that's pretty pretty common yep
1: it's got it a long very, it's got a long finish too it
3: does
0: yeah, yeah, it does. It kind of, And they talk a little bit about that on their site, how the taste actually sits with you. Yeah, it does. It's um, nice. So.
3: Yeah, it doesn't have that high EVAP, you know, uh, feel to it where mm-hmm, it's like, all mm-hmm. oh, right, now it's gone.
0: No. I wonder so,
2: what the, uh, <clears throat> you talked about the extra char, the number four char, the alligator char. Mm-hmm. The Clyde May had it, um, talked about an extra char. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming four is a higher number. And it's, it was. Fairly smooth, like this. So yeah. I wonder. I wonder what that contributes to the flavor. The smoothness.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think um, something I read in here. There's a little bit of a smoky flavor to it um, that they they hint to now. Whether that has to do with the the alligator char, yeah. um, that I don't know. But um, that'd be interesting to look further into. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Very good. I like it.
1: Nice pick, Kurt.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. It's it's got a good story too. You got yeah. this. Yeah. Father son team.
0: Yeah. It's pretty cool.
3: Followed, cool. Following, in, um, so it sounds like, son followed father.
0: Son followed father. Okay. Yeah, he came in. The son came into the company in nineteen eighty
3: one. Oh, okay. So, much later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Much later. Thirty something years later. Yeah. Exactly. Almost thirty. yep Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. And to, to have that that bond. Yeah. You know, it would be an interesting thing to uh, to see if if that still exists. Like, you know, as we start to talk to other distillers. I'd be curious to see how many uh, how many are generational Mm -hmm. legacy legacy and and I want to do it right Mm -hmm. you know that this is something that um, is the family identity and um, you know and and is there a plan to keep that going are there other additional Russell's that are you know in the wings earning their, uh, their their titles yeah it's pretty yeah, interesting
1: too with something like this that's truly turned into a craft,
3: right? right. Where you see, you know,
1: sons following fathers and daughters mm-hmm. um, following as well, and kind of taking something that a family stands for and right. and you know taking to the next
3: level. It's pretty right. cool. Very cool. Yep, but it stands out too. If you think of of how few, um, at least in, in my mind, how few people I know still have a Generational connection uh, to a vocation or a passion like this, where you know, uh, two or three generations ago, it was just it was mm-hmm. probably more accepted. But now, as we come into mm-hmm. kind of going off and and you know doing your own thing, own thing and yeah. and mm-hmm. your own identity, and yeah. and all of the the, um, the either the opportunities or the expectations that you just go and find your own thing, right? Yep. yep.
2: Yeah, for generations it was. You're an apprentice or a gopher or right. learning the same trade just by being around and helping out. But you're right, that is not no right. longer the case. Yep.
3: All right. I like it. That's a good call. Yeah. Good pick. Yep. Good pick. Yep. All right. You wanna take a quick break? Let's take a quick break. All right. All right we'll right we'll back after
0: right
2: this back? break. Okay. <laughs> Guarantee. Mom, All right. huh? Yeah. But the girls, uh, <laughs> so it is. Uh one. Many things brought us together, but one of the things we've talked about is that we've all got kids in the same age range, right. which right now, uh, unfortunately, from an economic standpoint, is <laughs> they're all they're all in college. So is everybody back mm. yeah, this yeah. week? Yeah. Last yeah. week?
3: Yep.
1: Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. We are officially taking the double college hit right now. That's right. You oh, got two. Yeah.
3: Ouch. Yeah. Dang. Mm. So That'll leave a mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll leave a mark. It's just money, Dave. I know. Yeah.
0: Kurt, you and
2: Derek, home stretch, right?
3: This is, I'm in the home stretch. I'm not in the home stretch. Oh, sorry. That's okay. (laughs)
2: The
3: math math confused me, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Now I'm in the home stretch, um, senior year, NC State. Yeah. Uh, So that comes with the, oh my God, it's senior year, what am I going to do the rest of my life? All those worries and and stresses and, you know, just, just. We tell just keep heads down and do a good job and enjoy enjoy it while you can enjoy the yeah, ride. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Life will be on the other side of it. Yep. When you're ready.
0: And it will smack you in the face really hard. It's going to
3: come up pretty quick. Yeah. When there it's is come up quick. A, there is no perfect path. No. That's
2: where. M- no. My daughter, super. I mean, she's only a sophomore this year, but she really seemed to have this image that I should have this figured out. I know where I'm going and mm-hmm. have the landmarks. It's like, sweetheart, it's. That, ain't, that isn't how it works. That's right. just, yeah. just go with it. We had the same conversation in our house, and I'm like, I'm
1: almost 51. I'm not sure I figured it out yet mm-hmm. either. So, yeah, exactly.
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> Which I don't know if it's a good thing to say to our kids, because they're like, <laughs> shit. Let
3: me yeah. know when you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm all <laughs> Because they're like, what am I doing this yeah,
0: for if it's right, going to yeah. take me 40 years yeah. to figure it can, out? Can do I
1: live here <laughs> what, until you figure it out? <laughs>
0: No, I'm kind of going through the same thing. Listen, I think the, you know, we're not on the homeward stretch, but we're on some kind of stretch. But I think it's, it's tough, right? These kids feel like they need to have this whole thing. Fi- I didn't go into it thinking I had to have it figured out. No, no. <laughs> you know, what what did you go? What did you go in for? What did you study? Oh, I went in for law. And what are you doing now? I learned very quickly that was not for not me. Law, yeah. Right. You argue
3: really well, though.
0: I do. (laughs) Maybe I should have gone into law.
3: Except against me. Alton, what what did you sign up for, and how are you doing that? Uh, I started in architecture. Okay. Mm.
2: Yeah, and about halfway through, I made it through most of my freshman year, then I'm sitting in this lecture hall, and we had a traveling professor, um, or not professor, traveling professional, came in, looked across the audience and said, hey, 90% of you will end up designing JC Penning awnings. Oh, mm. well, I'm looking around like, well, that number one, that sounds like it sucks. Yeah. And it, two, it's like, I don't think I'm going to work harder than 90% of these people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, shortly thereafter, I, uh, <laughs> I'm never going to get the Penny's great, job. Uh, it's a very That's honest, great.
3: Honest <laughs> yeah. assessment and quick. That's great. It's a quick assessment. It, it worked out well. Like, I think I'm done. Dang. Yeah. Wow.
2: So, yeah, so I'm not an architect for all of you who are wondering. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: David? David?
1: Um, I started off as a business guy and okay. s- mm. stuck with, with it. it. Stayed yeah. with it all at the grad school. So
3: yeah, yeah. all right, and Derek. Um, well, you. I, be was, I was. I was. I originally went in to be a French teacher. Yeah. Uh, I can yep. see it, but yeah. I don't <laughs> can. <know. see> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> The first, yeah. the first thing <laughs> that goes dude. to my mind is, why does that not surprise me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The guy who can
0: do everything wanted uh, to be a French teacher. Oh, a little black beret. And be yeah, was, can you
1: say a sentence in French?
3: I don't think I can anymore. Okay. No, yeah. Oui, no, oui, mon frère. I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. But, <laughs> no, I, I, mm. I, I really wanted to be a French teacher. I enjoyed uh, French all through high school, studied abroad uh, with you know, AFS like Kurt did. Mm. I didn't know that. Uh, we, yeah, we're, that'll be a whole episode. Oh, my God. I know. It and, had to be uh, the same year as I was. It was no. junior year, oh. high school, summer.
0: I wasn't that advanced. I had to go after high school. Okay.
3: <laughs> and then, I uh, freshman year at BC, I read like 15th century French. And I was like, I am, yes, I could, I'm done. <laughs> I bet he was so deep in <laughs> his sure, Deb, you got to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> We and, and, I, I, and I kept talking to the <laughs> advisor and they're like, no, no, there's like three more years of this. Like I'm, I'm out. Mm. Same thing. That was mm. my JCPenney on to teach kids <laughs> like, French. I am not muscling through 15th century literature in French. I just want to learn how to say cool things more and teach kids how to do it and have the summers off. That's right. Good grief. But that didn't I wouldn't work even out. read 15th century
1: English. Nope. It was awful.
0: But think about that. Like, Three out of four of us where we started didn't end up, yeah, and I also think about the path of my career and the things that I've done have virtually nothing to do with my degree
3: i would I would argue that that you, what did what was your degree
0: so I got a degree in marketing,
3: yeah so but I also I,
0: spent seven years building a museum
3: but I would say that <clears throat> marketing is problem solving it comes with curiosity asking okay. questions that's fair your your i would say your attraction to law is probably like there there's an answer and a way to present a, a, you know an argument or a compelling reason why and i think a lot of that's hmm. you know when we, when you figure like we all have a marketing common thread here um i think it is the curiosity and that's that's a lot of what i keep telling you know my kids which is just stay curious yeah, like it's, yeah. It's, it's it's not a matter it's yeah. not going to be a linear path It's a securitist path.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just be curious. Keep keep learning. So how do we get them comfortable with that? Because I think we're kind of on the same same wavelength with with our daughter, right? And I think it's, we keep saying you're at a place where you have the opportunity to just explore. So just explore. But there's this need to know. Mm -hmm. And I think a need, I don't think it's necessarily a self-need. I think it's a pressure or a feeling. I, I think... You know, I keep telling her, I'm like, listen, amongst a school of 35,000 kids, you're not the only one. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, because I think, and I think she feels that way sometimes. Yeah. Well, you look at probably the Instagram stories and everything else that's out there. That's yeah. where a
1: lot of the pressure comes from. so like, look what, look what all these other kids are doing and Looks how perfect, perfect. Yeah. they yeah. are. And they're on track and I'm not. You yeah. Know, yeah. It's, yeah. No, you're right. So. Yeah. yeah I think that the, around.
2: I don't think there is an answer, number one, Kirk, to your question, but I think that the approach we're trying to take is just to reinforce if something uh, feels right for you, it probably is. Don't compare yourself to fictitious worlds, but also know that you can change your course. I mean, we just talked about three of the four of us changed degrees and by the way, after I left architecture, I went to electrical engineering, which so one physics class <laughs> so one physics class changed my <laughs> mind there. So so finally uh-huh. I found the business school, thank God. But uh, took the wrong left it. turn on campus. It's you know, the the story for us is always if you do what you enjoy and you work hard at it, mm. you'll make enough money. You will you will find a future
1: yeah. in
0: that. So is school necessary? No.
1: I don't think it is.
0: Wow, that was quick. Well,
1: I just, I mean, I've had enough of it. Yeah. Um, And um, I know plenty of scrappy people out there that, um, you know, as long as you're solutions-oriented and you know how to communicate with other people, I don't Hmm. know that you need it. I really don't. Uh,
0: So if your daughter came to you next semester and said, I'm stepping out of school.
2: (laughs) Mm, see, I, there's the interesting I, see, I, conversation, I, I think, right? I think the, 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 the caveat to that for me is what are you interested in doing? Right. If you're going to do something where you need other people to want to engage you to do mm-hmm. that, you need school. Yep. Like it or not, that's a you know box that people want to check before a lot mm-hmm. of people engage with If you've got a plan to go do something that is totally independent and on you, mm-hmm. then okay. Well, just I just want to see the action and the effort going against it. Right. School, yeah, thing.
0: not I'm, I'm leaving school and coming home to just sit on the couch. Yeah, but I, I think mean, it's, I, think, I mean, I think ultimately the idea, the long term salute, the long term idea would be that school would eventually happen. Yeah, but mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't happen right now. And your response is interesting because, like, I get really uncomfortable in that space, but yet, admittedly, as a dad, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because yeah. I'm like, listen, if it's not right, then you know, this is what you you know, we're, you're, we're fine with you doing that. And then when it comes up, I'm like, "Mm, well, and again, (laughs) I I think
1: it gets back to Alan's point around kind of what's the intent, what's the passion behind it. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, if my child desperately wants to be a brain surgeon, but then all of a sudden says she doesn't want to go to school, that's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, if there's some entrepreneurial spirit behind it and there's something that she wants to do that is independent, then, you know, absolutely.
3: Yeah. Okay. It's funny how we're, we we all have daughters in college right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and they're all going to graduate at different times.
0: Yeah,
2: hopefully, um, so I'm gradu- also, hopefully uh, graduate okay. on, on on
3: on different tracks. Yeah, <laughs> doing different things and probably all having the same challenges. Yeah, no, absolutely. Of, is, is, what did I just do? What am I going to yeah. do next? Right. And you had you had asked like uh, you know um, how do you how do you explain that to them and I'm, I'm just thinking back I don't know if I have ever walked through my career path and the decisions I made to show that it's not a straight line I think that they they, they remember the companies I worked for the brands mm-hmm. I worked with yeah but I don't think that they've ever drawn any lines to say "Wow, that's not a straight line hmm mm-hmm. what why'd you go from here to there yeah. To, no, to, basi- to basically demonstrate, yeah, it wasn't the degree I, graduate, right, I graduated with. It wasn't a straight path. Um, internally, some jobs were um, the next job,
4: mm-hmm.
3: but company to company jump was for totally different reasons. And if you 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 were to kind of unpack why you left one job, went to another, that was probably that probably defines who you are more than the work you've done. Yeah. Which is that sense of adventure or curiosity <coughs> or learning or growth or. Yeah. You know, so that, that might be something that I do with, with, uh, with Emily and just show her like, there's, there's nothing to panic about. You don't have to, you don't have to have the finish line in sight mm-hmm. when you're Not starting. At all.
0: No. No, but, you, and you can't today. No. You can't today, right? I mean, I think, and what's hilarious is I was thinking about this recently, like the three major companies that I've worked for, so I'll say three, there were four, but there are three major companies, like the the areas of expertise or the industries that each of those companies are in are the three things that I hated them. Well, not hated the most, Two, I didn't really care for one was just completely oxymoron to my personality. So I worked for a world class manufacturing company that makes motorcycles. You know, I was like polo shirt preppy in high school. It's like me on a motorcycle is a whole oxymoron right there. So spent 15 years with them, built a museum, worked for a museum fabrication company. I couldn't use a screwdriver. I went and worked for a major home improvement company, and now I'm in a sports company. It's like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) When you put it like that, I'm like, what the hell? Right. (laughs) So it's, you know, and so I think it's just you just don't know the track, right? Yeah. And I always tell her it's so much rooted in the relationships and the people that you meet along the way. Yes. Yes. and it's not so much about the jobs and the industries, really but it's the people point. that you actually meet. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. So,
3: I mean, we're 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 an g- example and proof of that right here. If, <laughs> if you if you think about that that sense of uh, a graduate or an undergrad, and they're thinking about their future, they don't know a team, they haven't met their team, right? Right. right. So it's very it's very isolated thinking. Yeah. yeah. What, what am I going to do? And you're like. You're going to do what, what gets you excited, what gets you up in the morning and what makes you feel like you're making a difference for yourself and for your family yeah. when you have one and, you know, for the, the community around you. But when you find that team, yeah. that's going to fill in a lot of the blanks, yep. too, of like, oh, that's why, I'm, that's why I like what I do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's the other piece of just kind of nugget if they're listening is, you know, enjoy the people that you meet on the journey. To your point, everybody's mm-hmm. focused on where am I supposed to go, what am I supposed to do, I've got to get ahead, yada, yada. Looking back at my career, I met some incredible people. Um, There's a lot more that I would wish in retrospect I'd probably spent more time to get to know, um, just yep. to know them, mm-hmm. their curiosities and what drove them, because... At this point in the career, it's all about the people. Yeah.
1: It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So exactly. It. And, that, and that step, especially for somebody just coming out of college, right, it, it takes courage. Yeah. They put themselves out there and right. meet those people and put themselves in the situations right. where they get that kind of exposure and learn from other people.
0: It is, but we got to teach them that. Yeah, yeah. In oh, absolutely. school, like yep. all this academic stuff, we need to teach them what life is, right? Yep. What career life is, what what it really is all about.
3: Absolutely. There's an African proverb that's like one of my favorites, and I heard uh, Angela Merkel use it a couple times. And it's, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah, that that is great. And every time I hear that, I'm like, yeah, I I really forget. Like I'm I'm all about in my head thinking about me alone and then forgetting about, Mm. no, some of the the best times and the best things we've done Mm. have been with others, not alone. Yep, yep. That is yep.
0: great. How about a break and we'll jump into another another Yeah. Bourbon.
3: Let's take a quick break. All right. Cool. Be right
0: back. So we're here, episode three, continuing on from where we left off. Here with my friends in Bourbon Boys. We have David. I guess. Elton? Yes, sir. And Derek? I'm thirsty. All right, let's go. You, Who's who's next? I
1: think I'm up. Yeah, but okay. you got this So uh, this is kind of, uh, at least in our neck of the woods, probably the most elusive bottle, um, and that's Blanton's. So um, yeah. because of our, our fine state of North Carolina and the way that they um, manage alcohol coming into our state, it's very difficult to find a lot of different bourbons, and one in particular is Blanton's. So... Um, I'm going to geek out on you guys just a little bit.
3: I can't wait to hear it. Yep.
1: So in order for me to kind of tell you guys a little bit more about blends, I think we got to really mm-hmm. start with Kentucky. So um, about 95% of the world's supply of bourbon comes out of Kentucky. Hmm. Kurt, that's a state where they have You'll bourbon. We've all been there. It was really, it was really a good trip. Sorry, you mm-hmm. couldn't make it. So anyways, yeah.
0: I've been um, there, just not with you.
1: Okay. So the, the cool thing about Kentucky and what makes it special for bourbon, it's got a lot to do with the seasonality and the weather, but also there's a ton of limestone. Um, and so it filters a lot of the deposits out of the water. Um, and so the water is great for distilling. Um, the soil and the climate is great for corn. Obviously, corn's um, you know a huge part of bourbon. But the interesting part with the swing in temperature and the seasonality of the weather has to do with the movement of the wood in the barrels. And so being a woodworking guy, I've always been kind of intrigued by wood as a medium, if you will, and the way that you have to work with it um, is different than most things because it is, or at least was at one point, a living thing. And so it moves and shrinks and expands and does all kinds of interesting things. And so with the changes in temperature, oak will absorb the bourbon that's in the barrel and then release it. And so that's where you get that oaky flavor as well as the amber color. Um, so, um, giving you guys that context, just as we get into Blanton's and some of the unique characteristics about the flavor, it'll tie back to that. So going back from all of that, um, how did Blanton's come about? So, um, Interesting, you know, in this day and age, there's lots of single-barrel premium bourbons out there, and uh, Blanton's really was the first premium or what they call super-premium bourbon um, that was a single-barrel. And so that goes pretty far back um, to Colonel Blanton, who was a distiller, Um, and uh, we'll talk in a minute about how that connects back to the single-barrel, but... The master distiller um, at Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is now what it's called, but it was something different at that time. It's all part of the Cesarac family now, but um, Elmer T. Lee was the master distiller, and he was there for many years and started, um, he's actually an engineer, and started facilities and doing a lot of different um, operations type um, type work, but eventually knew that he wanted to become a distiller, and so really worked his way up and learned a lot. Um, And he learned a lot from Colonel Bland. Um, So about a year before his retirement, which was, retirement was 1985. but so in 1984, he was tasked um, with coming up with a super premium bourbon. Hmm. And so he thought about, well, how do, you know, how should I do this? And obviously remembered, you know, his work with Colonel Bland in the early 40s. And went back and thought about uh, Colonel Bland whenever he had to entertain really important guests or diplomats or whomever was coming through. He would go to Warehouse H there on the facility and would get kind of what they call the center cut um, barrels from that warehouse. And he would taste them and he would find one that he really, really liked and he'd bottle that entire barrel. Wow. And so that's where mm-hmm. single barrel comes from. Okay, mm. um, and so um, meaning it's sourced,
3: it is bottled and sourced from one single barrel. From one single barrel, based on the distiller's tasting it and saying, "Yep, this is the one." Where mm. others are coming from, There's multiple maybe same barrels. batch, but multiple across barrels. multiple barrels. barrels okay. Are, okay, yep, interesting. that's Makes interesting. Yep. So
1: he went with that same approach and um, basically went in and you know hand picked a barrel, and this is going to be this run of single barrel bourbons. Um, so that was 1984. Um, Elmer T. Lee then retired in '85, and he, you know, is the one that you can basically stakes the claim of creating the single barrel bourbon um, and that super premium um, classification, if you will. The interesting thing, and this is where we bridge back to Kentucky and the swings in temperature and weather, Colonel Blanton, um, right after the repeal of prohibition in 1933. Um, he and any other distillers that were still in business, because a ton of distillers went out of business, obviously, they um, anticipated this increased demand. And so they started bringing bourbon back into production in a big way. And space was a a major concern for them. As they were producing all these barrels, they needed a place to put them all. And so Colonel Blanton decided um, to go with, uh, with speed, of construction over quality in some cases and built a metal warehouse oh. and that is warehouse H mm. and because of the thin metal walls, the change in temperature, um, occurred more quickly than other warehouses. Mm. And so that, that, uh, absorption of the bourbon and the release happened more consistently and more frequently within that warehouse. And so that's where a lot of oh, that's really the, um, the oak, uh, oaky taste and the amber color, but the interaction between the bourbon and the oak in that metal warehouse, um, again, happened more quickly than in other places. And so hmm. to this day, that's where Blanton's sits. Hmm. Very so, cool. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting cool. stuff. The other cool thing that um, I, I like Blanton's for, A, its taste. I mean, it really is a, a great tasting bourbon. It's also just fun. Um, kind of that allure of um, of, of finding fun. that sucker, you know, yeah. and... Um, I texted these three guys, um, Christmas, I guess it was two days before Christmas last year. And I happened to be in one of our ABC stores and I was checking out and, uh, the cashier said, did you find what you're looking for? I was like, no.
0: He said, well, what were you looking for? And I was like, in that exact way, yes.
1: Like, yes. you have to see the face to understand yeah. that. Kurt, Kurt knows the face, I do. um, <laughs> you know, and the cashier kind of looked at me and I was like, well, I was looking for, you know, Blanton's or Buffalo." And he kind of looked at me and held up one finger like, hold on a second. And my eyes got really big, and I turned around, and the guy behind me was like, did he just say Blanton's?" And his eyes got big, and that guy yelled out, bring out two. And so the, the wow. cashier went in the back and came back out with two boxes, and Blanton's comes in a nice box with a little velvet bag. Mm. And, and so it was like. It was Christmas, yeah. right? Like so.
3: Tiny Tim, was he there? Yeah, like God bless us, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. everyone, yeah. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> so that, that's what I like about Blanton's.
3: It's just kind of, it's the hunt. It is, you know, for it, sure. It is
1: obnoxious, but at the same time, if it were on the shelf on a regular basis, it wouldn't be mm. what it is. Right. Yeah, I and is. I
3: can imagine that's outside of North Carolina, too. Like it just doesn't seem to have like I, yeah, I know I some people have collected a lot of the bottle tops. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't
1: know. I mean, there's yeah. a, there's a young fellow that that uh, is in our office, and his parents have got a connection with a liquor store, I think in Ohio. And He's like, okay. Any, he's, anytime you want it, just let me know uh, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, so it is interesting. And yeah. do and, 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 you brought up the stoppers, um, right, right? And uh, the other cool thing with Blanton's is. Each bottle, first of all, it's a beautiful bottle, yep, very round, looks like a barrel. It's got mm, a little yep. stout top to it. And then the stoppers are um, cast metal of a horse and a jockey. And mm. there are eight different positions of the horse and the jockey that represent the positions of the horse and the jockey as they go around the track. And so the very last one um, obviously represents <coughs> the S and Blanton's. Um, And it's the jockey and the horse completely stretched out, crossing the finish line. Mm. And so if you look really closely on the stoppers, there's a -A B-L-A-N-T-O. Oh, very cool. And so in addition to hunting for the bottle... You also want to hunt for the bottle that has the letter you don't have, right? Right, which is so kind of cool game at this point. Right? Yeah, so so, it's cool. yeah, it's very cool. so we have
0: collections so starting now. We, we have keys to <laughs> collect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yes, so it's, it's just
1: again, it's just it's the
3: fun. It's a nice novelty. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So it's a ninety three proof, so it's pretty smooth. Yeah. The nose very vanilla, caramel, butterscotch, some of the yeah. baking, you yeah. know, yeah. clove, cinnamon. Um, nutmeg a little bit. The taste is sweet. It's not TX sweet, um, but it's very smooth, very sweet. A little bit of citrus, and obviously the oak, just from, again, Warehouse H. Yeah. You know, pulling and pushing that bourbon through the oak and driving that amber color and that uh, that oaky taste. Hmm. So That's um, brilliant. Yeah, the, the website, too. I mean, definitely guys check out their website. There's some really cool history, some really cool old-school black-and-white photos of cool. Colonel Blanton, cool. um, Elmer T, and then... Um, there's actually a uh, an Elmer T Lee bourbon that is out that be, yes. that we all need to try and get our hands on yep, as well. On That'd be a great one too. Apparently, it tastes uh, very similar to Blanton's, but um, you know, I, I've heard that it's easier to find, but I've not found one yet.
3: So.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's it Put on
0: the list. That's well, let's it. try cool. this. Are we gonna try it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. try it. Let's do it.
2: Well, slow on the pour, there, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loaded up a couple minutes ago.
1: it is smooth
2: it, it is good
1: smooth.
2: yeah it is worth the hunt yeah. but it is the bigfoot of bourbon you yeah. cannot find <laughs> yeah. it anywhere at least but we cannot right. yeah i
4: didn't
1: right. know. When I did that right before Christmas, did find that one bottle. It was still sixty five bucks. Yeah. I, I mean, there are people out there who probably would pay stupid money for it. But yeah. um, you know, there's stuff on the shelf right now that's eighty dollars. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's not.
2: So I uh, <laughs> talked about looking for it. So we drove to Florida from North Carolina earlier this year, and uh, which <laughs> my family lopped at every <laughs> liquor store. Every liquor store. You saw my wife. There was there was some we missed, honey. I promise. Um, but I found it in one in Florida. So he between here and Florida, it was very elusive. Um, but the gentleman there, it was a small little well, private liquor store, no ABC in Florida, I don't believe. Uh, he wanted three times what you paid for it. Damn. You texted me. I said, so what should I, I pay? I, know, I, I was did. like, I not texted, that. <laughs> I know, exactly. I'm like, and I told him you, you want it more than I do. I mean, I... That's crazy. The, he
0: they, won 180 bucks for it.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Wow. God. He'll get it. There'll be someone who's...
0: Yeah. Stupid, you know.
3: It, it, I think ever <laughs> since both you, Dave, and Alton, told me about how hard it is to find, every time I'm traveling, I, I'm I'm always near or you know, walking from the hotel over to a liquor store. You know, not for sad reasons, but yeah. just, as, <laughs> <laughs> just I'm lonely. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so but but just as, just for that hunt, which is yeah. it, just becomes one of those yeah. things where you go. All right, I'm, I'm crossing these cities off my list yeah. because I oh. just, I tried. And hey. it's, yeah. it's
0: like all the pictures kinda, I sent yeah. to you guys from Wisconsin last week. Right, yeah, right. right, right. Oh, my God, they God. got a whistle-peg. Oh, my God, you, they got they angels. They t- the fun
2: <laughs> side of that, though, is it has kind of been the ubiquitous answer. You walk in a liquor store, and they're like, what are you looking for? Yeah. You say Bland's and you get an immediate reaction and an engagement. It's not like a, I haven't had anybody roll my eyes at me, like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the guys and gals that work at the stores they will immediately come back with everybody's looking for that or I wish we had more right. or whatever right. it's such a fun way to you know break the ice and then it's easy to say well okay we well, don't have that what what yeah. should I look at here what
1: do you yeah. got local? right yeah. well and, what yeah. should I buy now yeah I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not leaving without yes. something right. are, it's de- definitely something i would have to research more just in terms of the the states and the regulations and how they're different I mean I, here in North Carolina it's hard to find a fifth of buffalo trace but yet you can go down to frugal mcdougal in south carolina and get a half gallon of it so mm-hmm. it's just it's just very different yeah. it's very different
3: do so. do we know if there's anything that's happening between the the distillery and the state meaning like are, are there certain distilleries where they're like we will not don't mm-hmm. know i don't know because i'm wondering if it's yeah. if it, i mean you but you found it in north carolina so it's not like it's on yeah. the and i think so the, much of it is just list.
1: yeah I, they just probably aren't doing that much of it even right. when we were right. there
3: hmm.
1: at buffalo right they did I don't even. think no. They They didn't have Buffalo, did they? Uh, I think they. Yeah. The, yeah I brought. They did have I brought a brought Buffalo okay. home. They but they did. But have, they did have Blantons. Yeah. No, They had they Taylor. Did have, yeah. They
3: yep. didn't have Elmer T. Had Eagle Rare. They had Eagle Rare. Hmm. They had. Uh, so Bland's makes White Eagle Rare.
0: I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. yeah.
3: And the cream. Yeah, I, I mean, was the it, bourbon cream but
0: was good. So
2: of, <laughs> And the white dog. Yeah, the white dog. One of Liz yeah. and I's favorite restaurants. Oh, oh, res,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember the white, white dog. God. God. One of our favorite restaurants ah. here, though. I wish Kurt had been there. Yeah, no, uh, it would have been they, nice, they right? That. I thought you were there. I would have found your Blattens. So one of our favorite restaurants here in Huntersville always has Blattens. How much is it a pour? I was just going to ask that. Uh, you know, I don't even know. Sometimes I get it for free because I know the owner. We've gotten to know the owner pretty good. Mm-hmm. But um, he always has it.
3: Yeah. I know what is going to be on the cabin's wish list for tasting that night. Blanton's. Yes. Yeah. You can let her know now.
0: I we'll mean, we'll I think will Well, put I'll put on on. It. well yeah. because yeah.
3: she'll have connection into yeah. the distributor to go, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like, because they don't, have to go, do they don't have to go to the state, I don't yeah. think. I don't know. Ooh. That's true too. Because otherwise, every yeah. bar would have whatever the ABC is serving. Trudy, your yeah. challenge has been set.
2: Yeah, that's right. right. Good luck, Trudy. Like Trudy. May the force be with you. Yeah. Yeah, the force I like it.
3: I like it. I like it. So we're gonna we're gonna stay in the same family tonight, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Ooh, I like it.
2: Yeah. Talk about. Uh, we'll have Buffalo Trace next, uh, which occurred to your point earlier about uh, the labels being the same place. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. they're all manufactured or produced out of a Buffalo Trace now. Um, it's interesting, and I'll get to in just a minute, but just to add on some of the Blanton story there, but uh, one of the things that the, the Buffalo Traces claims is, hey, we've been doing it the same way for a couple hundred years. And the story of Buffalo Traces, the distillery goes back to the early 1800s um, when there was a warehouse built by the Kentucky River for shipping purposes. So okay. they acquired goods <laughs> there, uh, sometimes bourbon for transport on the river uh legend has it that there was some distilling going on there as well um but it's confirmed that in 1958 or excuse me 1858 uh, there was a distillery that was built there so we know Mm -hmm. since at least 1858 there's been distilling going on there um continuously since then uh, a lot of growth a lot of changes in ownership uh interesting stories along the way there was a distillery built um, and then in 1882 lightning strike, big fire, hmm. whole place burned. Wow. Uh, thank God they came back with the resilience and built an even yeah. bigger distillery. <laughs> uh, so it kept it going. The interesting thing, and they talked about this, we did have the chance to visit, uh, the Buffalo Trace distillery when we went on the bourbon trail, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. Yep. Um, in when Prohibition came in, to be a few distilleries, if you remember, were granted rights to provide uh, medicinal whiskey. Yes, yeah. I remember that. Mm, yes. they were one of the few that got to produ- uh, provide ah, medicinal. That's right. that's right. Not only were they allowed to provide and bottle <laughs> bottle and provide medicinal whiskey, they were also allowed to produce new whiskey, hmm. so to keep the supply chain going. So
3: it was a pretty it was a pretty generous yes. um, prescription. Yes. Oh, yeah, they were they without, were without people, any age yeah. restrictions or malady associations like, yeah. you kind know, kind I like marijuana. I've today. got a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a hangnail and I'm six years old. Yeah. Oh, and you need here's, some, you have some. We bourbon. got a bourbon. You for you. Have, yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh so cool part of the story. Yeah, I don't know. They don't really talk about if there were bribes involved or if it was just luck of the draw. Why that was. But so pro- prohibition hits. Almost everybody shut down. They get to keep going. In 1933, when Prohibition is lifted, they were one of only like four distilleries in Kentucky that were currently ready to make mm. whiskey yep. in production. So,
3: so no like six-year wait. And there was no, no ramp up, 10, no, 12. no, no yeah. stills or anything. Yep. So <laughs> wow.
2: they, they were ready to roll. So <laughs> they've uh, been in continuous production. So uh, long history, really cool story, beautiful, beautiful facility. Um, there to, to tour and visit. Um, but the interesting thing about Buffalo Trace, as um, David mentioned earlier, it's part of the Sazerac family now. It changed hands a few times before that. But it really wasn't until 1999 that it was renamed as the Buffalo Trace Distillery, and they launched their flagship brand. Yeah. Hmm. So you talk about hundreds of years of um, production, yep. doing it the same way. Yeah. Um, but they really only brought this label out in 1999. Which is really mm-hmm. interesting when you look at Taylor and you look at Pappy and you look at Blanton's. I mean, there's, at least it
1: feels like probably more historical kind of legacy brands within their mm-hmm. portfolio. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And, and a lot of them are named after the people there. You talked yep. about Blanton's, there's Colonel Taylor, yep. part of their history. Yeah. Uh, George Stagg was a yeah, part yeah. of their history and all that. So the, the labels that they bring forward in, and other areas are tied to that, but, yeah, buffalo trace was um, just introduced. Now, mm-hmm. the idea, and I did not know this till we started prepping for the show, but uh, buffalo trace actually refers to, like, a path, a literal path that was carved out um, by the migration of the buffaloes. Hmm. Okay. So, which ultimately became, like, a, a trade route or whatever, yep. but that is uh, oh, that's interesting. where they, the name originated was yeah. with that. It's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Like I said very cool facility. I think we actually had lunch there. We yeah, the, the barbecue joint there is fantastic. Let's be clear,
0: we did not have lunch <laughs> yeah, there. Seventy five percent of us yeah.
2: did. Kurt did yeah. not. David, yes. Derek, and Alton had it a wonderful great. lunch.
3: I think that and and we we stopped there after we did Woodford. Yes, we did. We did. Right. So Which, we saw like the traditional yep. limestone wall, um, you know, wood interior. We didn't go into the the actual storage. And Barreling, um, right. Rums. I think we were we, I
1: can't remember, but I think we we missed getting a tour. We did, we did. We did. Um, but Dang. but the
3: facility is like yeah. super. It looks super yeah. old school, industrial, like yep. ironworks. It's a lot of brick and well, steel, was, and
1: yeah, it was super interesting to go from Woodford to Buffalo. Woodford is just, it's almost elegant, right? You know, yeah, in right. a kind of um, I don't know, rustic way. Yeah. And then to your point, Derek, you go to Buffalo, and it's not that it's. Um, rusty crusty industrial. It's like really cool. Super kind of cool. just yeah. It was just like opposite
3: ends of the spectrum, but both really really neat. And both working really hard to produce really good bourbon. Yeah, and absolutely. it is. It's
2: a yeah. It's a 90 proof. Okay. Um, I think you know when I you know take a take a sniff, uh, yeah. I, I get some brown sugar, really sweet, and then when I taste, I feel some good mint call. in there. You feel uh, what?
3: Some mint. Really?
2: Actually, yeah, which is mm. a little different than otherwise. but uh,
3: I think you nailed the brown sugar on the nose. That's yeah.
0: A, I smell yeah. Parmesan cheese. <laughs> of course this, you do. Episode, episode one,
3: <laughs> episode one I, th- I think I said this was my first experience of bourbon. That's right. Buffalo yep. was my first. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, still bu- a fan.
1: Buffalo is, um, is probably one of my favorite bourbons for the, the main reason my wife um, – We've never had a drink that we both like. She's always been, like, kind of a Chardonnay person, and I was, like, into beer and IPAs and whatnot and would drink bourbon on the side. My wife loves Dr. Pepper. It's, like, her go-to, mm. you know, yep. soft drink. Yep. And uh, and I was drinking Buffalo Trace one day, and I was like, you know what? She likes Dr. Pepper. I bet that spicy bourbon kind of thing uh, she'd, she'd a, be that's into. That's a really good call. And so yeah. I just, like, Sarah, try this. What do you think? and that's a really good colour. and that was it i mean she is she is a buffalo trace fan yeah. if yeah, i ever is. met one yeah she
3: is would you say, like on my on my third sip of this it's feeling i, I, I want to say thicker but it's not <laughs> it's not thick sticky like a liqueur or you know or anything like that it's and i don't know if that's just my hmm. if that that's just a mouth feel
1: is it the do you think it's the finish with a new sip layered on top of it Maybe yeah. I'll I'll try the fourth. Yeah, keep
2: yeah. going.
3: <laughs> they uh,
2: they don't release the uh, the mash. The mash bill is not released. Wow, mm-hmm. so another one. Yeah. So we're
3: like zero for three tonight on mash. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
2: There's a there, obviously with the the falling of Buffalo Trace. There's a lot of uh, sites where you can get uh, reviewers who are speculating. Okay. Pretty wow. consistently, they're. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna uh, go it's
3: higher on the corn. High than on corn. And, and they're all
2: speculating it. consistently, I say not all, they're consistently speculating less than ten percent rye. Hmm. Okay. Which would drive up with the barley okay. mix of that. Yeah. So maybe some of that um, finish. It's, and yeah. it's yeah. relative yeah. to the Russell we, we talked about had a long finish. Right. This kind of mm-hmm. has a little bit short as a kind of a medium finish. Yeah. It's definitely it's, there. It feels
3: full though. Like yeah. it doesn't it I don't feel it thinning out. Like yeah. I, I it, no. it's got a good warm. Like that's how, that's why I said it. Like my mouth feels like it's mm-hmm. thicker. Yeah, but it's not a. It's a, it doesn't have a viscosity, mm-hmm. thickness to it. It just
0: feels. No, but it hangs. The, the taste yeah. hangs for me too.
3: Yeah, yeah. I like it. I do.
0: I think you know. I think we what's interesting it. is all the commonalities I'm hearing. So Russell, they talk. Russell's reserve. They talked a lot about the limestone and how they filtrate the water mm-hmm. and the importance of that in their process. And it sounds like that's coming out in a couple of these other ones as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it <clears throat> again, I think a lot of it has to do with um, Kentucky, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of has that perfect balance of environmental things that you need in order to make a good bourbon. Yeah. And then I think also immigration, um, you've got people that were coming in. Um, from other countries and bringing recipes and different flavors sure. and then the migration out west, a lot of people stopped in Kentucky. They didn't go farther than Kentucky. That's where they got. Mm-hmm. The and, long walk. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, and that,
3: that buffalo trace was kind of narrow. And there so many go, people yeah, yeah, exactly Exactly. Once, once sure, the
1: buffalo
2: so. the path ended, like, it stopped sure. here. Yeah,
3: tolls. It was mess. <laughs> nice. So when you talk about recipes coming over too, are you thinking that there are whiskey recipes that were you know, distilled overseas Could that be. came here and said, "We yeah. don't have the same ingredients, but let's work with let's, what we got. Let's work with what we got." And, and in the, the water—the
1: water as a foundation—is different, right? Right, absolutely, so, yeah.
3: Just like bagels and pizza, like when you go to a different city, every, you know what you would think is a common recipe tastes very different because of the water. That's yeah. why I
1: buy my dough at Ferrucci's. <laughs> they bring it in from
3: Brooklyn.
0: <laughs> Somehow we went from bourbon uh-huh. to, to bagels. bagels and pizza. Oh, sorry. That's, 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 that's the other podcast yeah. I do. Oh, okay. Bourbon and bagels. I wasn't invited to that one either. That's True fair. story. I like it. That's good. Yeah. It is good. I well have to done. say it is it is a very good bourbon. It is very yep. good. It's got a really nice blend between. There's not a, really a sweetness to it. Do you think there's right. any sweetness in it?
3: I do. Do you really? When when, when okay. you said brown sugar, yeah, I was like, yep, that's it. I nailed it. Yeah. And then on the taste, I don't taste the brown sugar, but I definitely taste a lot more of that warm, sweeter, maybe it's a caramel, maybe it's that, like you said, it's got some spice in it. Yeah. Um, hmm. yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I... At the very least, I think everybody ought to go out and try and find some because we certainly like it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I was
2: going say. Sure. So here's yeah. the public service announcement for right. the week: If you've got somebody that likes bourbon and you're looking for a gift, and you find Buffalo Trace, mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't found a person who turns it away. Who yeah. didn't like it? Who
3: didn't get excited about it? Which brings us to last call. Uh, last last call. call. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, really, so it's we're, over. We're gonna we're gonna spin the wheel on last Ooh. call.
1: And our choices are. <laughs> Russell, Buffalo, and Blands.
3: You've got new neighbor moves into the neighborhood. Ooh. New neighbor. New All neighbor.
1: Right.
3: And go back to what you just said. Public service announcement. Public service announcement.
2: So I'm not actually buying them a drink?
3: You're buying... I'm just give,
2: give them a suggestion of This is a three? This
3: is a gift. This is a gift.
0: It's a gift or wait you have minute, it in your minute. house and I, you want I, to have I a drink it together? I'm buying it for
2: my new neighbor? You're by, yeah, uh, you really like So if them. I find Bland's, I sure as hell ain't giving it away. <laughs> <laughs> <So> then, <laughs> all right, all
3: right. You bump into your new neighbor at the local bar. Okay. And you go, we should get to know each other. I'm a bourbon guy. And the neighbor said, you know what? I've always wanted to learn more about bourbon. Where do I start?
2: You immediately dissolve with this?
3: Yeah. What is your? We're all uh, staring. looking at you. Yeah. We I think we know your answer. Yeah. You're not that good looking. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Face for radio. Um.
4: Face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> so let's re- remind everyone.
3: The choices were Russells. Yeah. Blanton's, and Buffalo Trace. Those are on the shelf behind the bar. Yeah. And you've got to. Uh, Kind of show, show or share with the neighbor.
2: Yep. All right. Oh, this is who you are. Um, but where's, you know where's what? the neighbor from?
1: Is he new to town? Uh, is he new to the neighborhood? Guys, there's not a
0: right or wrong answer here. It's just uh, last call. Because if he's from, from
1: if he's from Wisconsin, yeah. there's a whole other.
0: <laughs> uh, you really want to go there, don't you? <laughs> you
3: he's do. from yeah. out of state. Okay. Out right. of state in the country, out of state.
2: I'm taking the no wrong answer. I'm taking the easy way out here. I'm going to take Blanton's dude, I'm going to the, Hey, listen, wow. I might, I might need this guy later.
0: I might need, but here's something? how it's going to go. It's like, dude, let me, let me buy you a Blanton's. Oh, we don't have Blanton's. <laughs> <Yeah. tonight>. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah. But it's on
2: the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We printed that up here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I'm doing Blanton's. Um, obviously the taste is amazing. Super smooth. If he doesn't like, if he doesn't know bourbon, it's easy to introduce. It's easy to enjoy. And there's enough, uh, again, back to the being the Bigfoot of bourbons, it's a fun thing to kind of introduce them to and talk to about. Hmm. So yeah, we I'm, get going that. Bur- I'm going Blanz. Right. So yeah. How about you, David? Dude, I'm going Buffalo. Yeah?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, Russell's I really liked. Really liked it. But, again, it's kind of a special thing, right? You're trying to get somebody onto the uh, onto the craft, right? So Buffalo to me is, um, when you heard us talk about it, it's fantastic. Blanton's, I wouldn't go Blanton's because I almost feel like you got to have some bourbon cred to go there.
0: You know, I mean, it's like we're so credible. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, look at my resume.
1: Yeah. Episode three. Episode three. <laughs> Building. We know what we're talking about. I just, I mean, for somebody who said, yeah, I, I really, I really want to get into bourbon. I wouldn't start them with plans. Mm. I d- it just feels like, you know what? You got it. Yeah. You gotta, maybe you got you to you pay your dues. You got you to pay a due maybe. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Okay, I don't yeah. know. I don't it's know. just kind of yeah. my thought on it. Mm. And yeah. maybe it's, hey, let's Buffalo trace. And by the way, mm. the same distillery does plans. And if you could find that, bring it next door. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. What,
3: what do you, you think, Derek? Dave?
1: <laughs> Derek, what do you think?
3: I I'm, I'm almost matched word for word what you were saying, David. Um, if they're just getting into bourbon, I think the Blanton's is is, is too big. I, I would say, you know, Buffalo being my first bourbon taste, I think it's a great way to introduce yeah. him. It's just attainable enough, too, that I might expect a bottle on my doorstep, you know, shortly after our, our, our first, like, hey, welcome to the hood, and mm. here's what we got going on. Like, that would be a good friend Exchange. Gift gift, gift exchange.
2: Yeah. mental note I owe Derek a bottle of <laughs> Buffalo <and> Blantons. <laughs> Blantons. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: But yeah, I'm I'm my last call is uh in that case it's Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, Kurt. No pressure, Kurtron. What's I, your last I'm call? I'm
0: going to go with Russell's Reserve just because I think... Um, Cheap bastard. Yep. <laughs> <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait and see how much I, I like this guy. You didn't that's know if he right. likes him yet, right? <laughs> oh, no, but I mean, I think... It, I don't know. I I think the... Uh, I'm going to say Russell's Reserve doesn't feel as common, and not that Buffalo yeah. Trace and Bland's is common, but it's like they're the two so well-known, um, and I actually like the story behind Russell's. So yeah, if I know the story, story, like the father and son thing, and I think... It's kind of a cool piece to to tie in. Um, so, and I actually really liked the Russell's Reserve tonight. I thought it was I thought it was good. I mean, I listen, I love Buffalo Trace, and I and certainly Blanton's is up there. But I, to be honest with you, I get kind of tired of hearing about Blanton's. I mean, like it's a great bourbon, but I don't want to work that hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, but again, <laughs> what so I said I earlier, mean, though, if yeah. it were
1: always on the shelf, i feel the same way. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. the hunt. It's the hunt that makes right. it fun. No, for that's me. true. That's true. But it's, I mean, it's a great tasting true. bourbon. No, Brussels is. is a great tasting bourbon, yeah. too. It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. we lucked out tonight. Yeah, tonight it was good night. Three, three real good bourbons yeah. tonight.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Pretty happy with them. I would agree. For sure. So, guys, another good, another good night, and yeah. uh, three good, really bourbons. Three really good <laughs> bourbons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Obviously, yeah. I've had yes. enough bourbons, so they were really good. We've had uh, Russell's Reserve, Buffalo Trace, and the Classic Blantons. So, here's to tonight, bourbon, yeah. on. bourbon, bourbon on. on, bourbon on, bourbon on.